Power Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation and enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. What is the power of silence in such a noisy world? We each hold a deep-seated longing to be connected with spirit, to draw closer to the divine. And Kimberly Braun, who's my guest today, has been exploring new paradigms for community and connection as we look at redefining communication as we look at redefining sacred in these challenging times. Are you ready to meet her? Reverend Kimberly Braun is a former Carmelite nun, meditation coach, retreat facilitator, Reiki master, keynote speaker, and seeker in the mystic playground of life. She's launching a new paradigm for spiritual community, online courses, and global meditation for happiness, all in answer to the millions who are now looking in cyberspace to find community and connection for their hearts. You can find out more about Kimberly and her work at KimberlyBraun.com. Kimberly, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you for having me again, Karen. It's so great to be with you. It's wonderful to have you back on the show. <laughs> I'm at that place, so it's we're recording this interview in January, and I live in Michigan, where it is dark and cold. We've had a lot of snow, and we're at that time of the year when all the busyness, all the push of the holidays now has died away, and I think a lot of people are feeling disconnected, maybe reaching for that community, reaching for connection, because after all that franticness, all that noise that was around the holidays, at least at my house, gosh, it's quiet now. Do you feel that way after a big push for something like the holidays? No, I I tend to feel the opposite, and I think it's because I, I find so much fulfillment in silence. So, for me, coming into the holidays, it's like a new experience of what's happening uh, in silence. So, if we think of, if I think of um, my fulfillment, is that I'm, I'm meant to be tasting presence and be in connection with the divine and live from a place of source. Then, if I'm living that way all the time, it's just different expressions of it. But I understand really both psychologically and emotionally how it feels when everything is full for us. You know, we we are devoting time to getting ready. I mean, there's a sense of meaning and purpose when we're even getting decorations ready or getting ready for a certain celebration, uh, maybe repeating a tradition. There's a way that what we are as a human being gets filled up and in service and of use. And then when that's all done and there's this big, open, empty container, it can feel really uncomfortable. Mm. <laughs> and especially in, you know, Michigan and Wisconsin and the big Northeast and Midwest there where it, it, it can get so gloomy and more cave-like. It can be very challenging. How do we acknowledge and respond to that desire to f- be filled up without without falling into those traps of nonsense or addiction or 
babbling or right the things that don't mean anything right well one of there's so many ways that I have found helpful for myself and others have shared with me but one way I I find pretty potent is to for instance coming out of a holiday and then we're in a dark period of winter and bereftness and the land is cold and we want to feel warm and alive coming out of a holiday that can be really warm, we can ask ourselves, what is the quality that I was experiencing that made me so happy during that time, that left me feeling jazzed or alive or full? And if, if we, you, me, ask that question, then it's going to be a unique answer for everyone. But when we know the quality it is that really our heart is longing for, then we can make a choice to say yes to something that can perhaps give us that quality. Does that make sense? Did I say that? Yeah. A- I know it makes perfect sense. And it's, it's a beautiful reminder that, that our discernment, does this feel right to me? Does this fill me up? Does this feel good? I believe is one of the is one of the key things that we need on the spiritual journey. Because sometimes when people just kind of plunge into the spiritual journey and we plunge in to fill up that hole, we plunge in because we think we're making a change, we need something to do or we need someone to follow, we lose that discernment. And being quiet enough to hear that little voice or hear that resonate with that feeling oh wait this feels good to me this is what i was looking for it's a sometimes it can be quite loud but sometimes it's quite a subtle change that moves you forward on the path and kind of keeps you from going into nonsense or babble or those things that don't mean very much right or suffering the pain of feeling lack when when something you loved ended Mm -hmm. Uh, because we are always always going through transitions of uh, uh, harvest and fallow and <laughs> we <laughs> were of the earth. But yes, and you, you were reminding me of a great story in the Hebrew scriptures towards the end of Elijah's life. And again, we don't know if it seems more archetypical or mythological, but whether he lived or not and whether this was part of his life, it's a powerful story. I've always gained inspiration, but he always was walking in God's presence. And then after a big miracle happened through him, the queen set her sight on killing him and he ran off into the desert and he experienced being alone and feeling that he was bereft of that presence. And he received the instruction to go to a cave so symbolic, going to the cave, uh, withdrawing from what we might look to that gives us only passing gratification. And then in the cave to wait, and it said, the Lord will be passing by. And do you know the story? I do. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, that story inspires me so greatly because, you know, three very loud, powerful things happen. You know, a wind goes by and a storm goes by and fire goes by. And Elijah, because he had become so quiet in that cave, knew that the Lord wasn't in these very loud things. And he kept waiting and waiting and waiting. 
And then it was only when he heard a little whisper, like a, a soft breeze. And he, in, in my feel of him, he, he shuddered and uh, put the cloak over his head because he was experiencing that presence. That always reminds me not only that uh, quiet and silence and uh, committing ourselves to being an open question waiting for the answer uh, is effective, but it also reminds me that that breeze, that little whisper, is it takes trust to believe it's there for us, but that it's always there, that our trust will, will be fulfilled uh, if we give the space for that whisper to be spoken to us. Mm, and commitment to listen also, I think. Yes. I was, I loved, uh, Kimberly is the author of the very good book, Love Calls, which is a memoir of your time as a Carmelite nun and um, deep spiritual teachings in that book. So highly recommended, Love Calls. <laughs> Every Thank once you. in a while, someone will say to me, you know, I've had it with this life. I'm just going to, I'm going to go to a cave like Elijah did. I'm going to go in the forest. I'm going to be a hermit. I'm going to go be a Carmelite nun and that I'll just hide from the world and that'll take care of it. That's not hiding from the world, is it? To me, that's the absolute opposite of hiding. Yes, I, I agree with you. I have experienced so often in my life when people are surprised that I would choose to join a monastery and live in silence for so many years that, uh, they're surprised because they feel like it's leaving life. That it's it's moving away from what's meant to be our happiness and our fulfillment. And I've always experienced that it's actually moving right into the heart of it. And it's true we can choose to to disconnect from ourselves, and that feels terrible. But we can disconnect from ourselves in the middle of a huge crowd or at a big conference or in our workplace or in our homes with all the different things like family all around us, we can disconnect. Uh, but yes, when we, when we truly enter into silence with a, at least an exploration, even if we don't believe at least an exploration that we might possibly find all fulfillment there, we open panoramic views of, our soul and its desires and the possibilities. So it is a way of, of connecting even uh, more authentically to our center and our source. And we don't need to move to the woods or go in a cave to find that connection. No, no, we don't. We don't. And uh, I can, I can attest when I lived in silence, I, I experienced an incredible amount of presence. It was definitely very blissful. But I had moments where my own need for healing disconnected me from myself. And believe me, silence is not very comfortable when we experience that our inner state is not as equanim, um, not equanimity. Balanced. Yes, balanced. <laughs> balanced. Thank you. Balanced, I think. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. But that is the that is the the way that we then penetrate beyond all of those fragmented parts of ourselves. Now you're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. I'm talking with Kimberly Braun. She's the author of Love Calls, and there are a lot of new offerings on her website, which is Kimberly Braun dot 
calm. So we've been talking about kind of using discernment, listening for that still small voice, stepping into silence as a way of deeper connection with the divine. You're doing some beautiful, some powerful, beautiful work on reimagining the ways that we can be in community and can connect with each other. And some of that's in the online space. Can you tell me what you're up to? Sure, and thank you so much for the question. Um, you know, I, I love being in person. I think all, all of you listening, there's something incredibly intimate when we can physically be together. And at the same time, our world is changing so radically. And most of us are spending more of our time in online relationship than we are in the in-person relationship. And while there's, I think, some challenges to that, I also think there's some great opportunities because it's giving us a chance to realize that we can have depth and breadth and life-giving options that are transcending the time-space idea. So we, we talk about being spiritual beings and you know time just being one context in which we're here. Well, I think the online world is giving us a chance to test out what does that really mean? How deep in relationship can I be? How can I grow spiritually in an online type of uh, setup? It's just a container. So I'm plunging forward into it. I'm, I'm pioneering a few things that are going to be just an exploration. The first is a free online spiritual community called Essence Tribe that you can get through, get to through my website. And right now it's very simple. It's got a lot of free downloadable inspirational nuggets there, and it's got the community. So you have to make a choice to be a part of it. You want it to resonate with you so that you can connect with people all around the world that have the same desires. What does it mean to be spiritual? How does how can we be in community if my old type of community doesn't fit me anymore? This is a total setup we've done, me and my tech team, to create a, a form that will take the shape of its very members. So I'm really, I'm excited about that. Uh, another is a global meditation, which we set up uh, where you can come in person or you from virtually anywhere in the world, you can join us twice a month to meditate for world happiness. And uh, thirdly, I'm excited. In a couple of weeks, I'll be launching a flagship course. I have one course on the mystical writings of Teresa of Avila up there. And then this new flagship course will be a, w- a wonderful immersion, again, uh, to be able to connect me with those who sign up. We'll be working eight weeks together to create and work with the the paradigms and the practices that can empower you to live from a place that's both strong and happy while storm, like the storm of the world goes on around you. Mm. So uh, those are three of the things that can be explored on my website, and there are more there too. Wow. That idea of, the storm, standing strong in the storm, really resonates with me just because not, and and it's global right now. Things are weird. And I think getting weirder. And so there is, if if we are not 
centered. If we're not paying attention, it's easy to get pulled into a thousand different directions at once. Can you talk a little bit about what, how do you feel about bringing together a collective intention for world happiness? What does that mean? And does that relate to the idea in the flagship course about standing strong through the storm? Absolutely. Um, I've always experienced, I'm sure you have too, Karen, that when, when people who are desiring the same noble aspiration come together, there is something alchemical about that. And in the course, which will be eight weeks long, there'll be live interactive webinars. There'll be, I'll be um, trickling videos a couple for each week so that the day can be filled with some new inspiration and practices. There'll be worksheets. And so even though I'll be something of the facilitator and the guide offering the structure for what does that mean? What does it mean to stand strong? And not just strong where we're enduring. You know, sometimes strong can be like, okay, I'm making it through this. Not that. I'm not willing to like stop there. I want it to be strong and happy while we're, while we're having the storm go on around us. And uh, so it's targeted to cultivate that ability that I believe is our innate natural state so that no matter what shifts around us, whether it's our local community, our nation, our world, and even beyond our world, even the, the other realms, no matter what chaos may be ensuing, that we're not only standing in our center from a place of, of peace and insight, but that we also will ripple out and be in effect uh, for good from that very place. Mm. I'm wondering, I'm a big nut about daily spiritual practice. I have a feeling maybe you're a big nut about daily spiritual practice. We, we shall soon see because I'm going to ask you. Um, for, <laughs> for people who are, jo- who are joining the Essence Tribe, for people who are working at, with you in your global community, whether it's for the courses or through the world meditation a couple of times a month, do you recommend daily spiritual practice? And if so, is there something that you recommend for people who maybe are feeling the effects of that storm or feeling like they don't know what to do? What do you recommend for people who are just starting out? Sure. Uh, well, for one, since I've had the real blessing of walking with so many in this very capacity that you're asking, it is wide and varied. What seems to work best for one is different for another. But something that's very easy to do that's right within our hands is a, a one-minute, five-minute, or even a 10-minute daily meditation that's guided. I have free ones in the Essence Tribe community that can be used at any time, but with and without bowls. Uh, there are many. There's an Insight Meditation uh, website that has thousands of options. But starting with a practice that lets us cultivate our relationship with ourselves first can be an incredible liberating force when we're feeling the storm around ourselves. That's one practice I would suggest. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And one that I do myself. <laughs> well, and it is, uh, for me, the power of the breath is, is big because as I take that breath in, I am remembering and taking part in right, the divine life that is all around me. 
And as I exhale, I am bringing that, reminding myself that through me and with everybody else, that divine light goes out into the world. And just as simple as the breath. So you can do that. I pulled into my parking place here at the studio. Stop and take a breath. You're in line at the grocery store. Stop and take a breath. I think sometimes the things, this thing with silence is that we approach a practice of silence by continually saying, are you there? Is anyone there? Is this thing on? Are you there? I'm being silent. Is anyone there? But, but connecting through the breath sometimes brings us to that place of real silence, which is stillness. Mm-hmm. I love that. And thank you so much for sharing that. There's um, a, a high-powered business coach, Brendan Bruchard. I don't know if you know him or but I've been listening to some of his things and he works very holistically, but very much in the business realm. And he gave a great short talk about transitions, just what you're speaking to. Uh, he said, so oftentimes we get affected by transitions. Uh, we're doing one thing and then we have to change and it feels like work. We're enjoying one thing and then we have to move on to the next and it feels like loss and We can have a variety of emotions that dampen our energy and dampen our spirit. And he puts that breath practice in place for each transition. He stops and recognizes, this is my language, recognizes that the transition itself is sacred because it's an introduction into something. And he uses that chance to, oh, okay, I just parked my car. I'm going to go into the store. One full breath just the allowing of the next move into going into the store. I I just thought it was a a brilliant and simple way to put it. Mm. What does it mean when you say sacred? That's such a great question. That is ever evolving. And and I hope you listeners, if you have definitions of what it means to be sacred or what sacred is, I would be so interested. Uh, For me, sacred is the pulse that is at the center of everything creative, mm. created. And so there is sacredness in each particle and there's sacredness in the whole of all the universe and galaxies. But it's that, that pulse and it's meant to be a part of every part of our lives. So my idea of sacred and profane has definitely radically evolved over the years and I don't even know that that word profane fits anything for me anymore. Hmm. It's there's that I'm, I'm wondering because when I think of profane, I think of profanity maybe because of my own terribly foul mouth. Um, but um, which you will not be hearing on the air today, by the way. There will be no, no profanity. Not since the lawsuit. We don't, we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> but that idea of the sacred, that, in, that, in every, that if the divine shines through our, maybe our silent time, we go on retreat and we are wearing comfortable clothing and we don't, somebody's watching the children and the phone's not going to ring. The divine is there, but that the divine also speaks through us parking the car. And the time between we between when we open the shower curtain and when we step into the tub and that the divine rises and falls in every breath as we're sleeping, that's a different way of bringing us into closer connection with our own lives as we live them. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that. That's a really practical extrapolation of what I'm finding more and more to be true. And my love is, okay, 
then how can everything be integrated so that that is felt and sensed and lived out even more fully in my life? Mm. Where it brings me up to my edge in a wonderful way, wherever that might be challenged, like, ah, this is a moment of the sacred coming out. How can that be integrated? And the fun part for me, because I spent a lot of years thinking that there was one thing and I would find the one thing and then I'd check check off that box. Great, total enlightenment. Okay, I guess I'll get a sandwich, right? It, for me, the, the wonderful thing has been realizing that the more aware I am, the more open I am, the more there is. And so when we come together in sacred space, in sacred breath or sacred song or prayer or parking the car or opening the shower curtain, or responding in kindness when we could respond in pettiness instead. Every time we do that, there's more and more and more and more. And that really lit me up because it's not, you don't just get to the edge and go, oh, yep, there it is. When you go to the edge and then you just keep going. Yes. And to be so comfortable in our center that we can continue to change in that more. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I think for me, when I come more and more from that unchanging part of my center, it's natural, it's just human to want and be more and desire more. Uh, even like on a physics level, I, I can't give you at all a true recount of this man's presentation. He was so lofty. But he has proven through some of his experiments that we're a scale-expanding cosmos, which simply means that everything on an elemental level is, is expanding, and it's expanding to the scale of what it's becoming. I know that sounds very lofty, so if you're listening, I can turn you on to him. I don't think I can explain it, but it gives me that, that validation about the more. Yeah. Well, and one of the things, unfortunately, that doesn't expand to scale is our time. And we're now, we're at the end. It was too short, oh. but we're at the end. Kimberly, thank you so much for being on the show. It's always wonderful to talk with you. And thank you. Oh, I, I feel so blessed to be with you, Karen. And I wish you a happy new year. And everyone listening, I wish you the happiest of new years. Uh, and connect with me, KimberlyBraun.com. I would love to get to know you. Thank you very much. That's Kimberly Braun. She's the author of Love Calls. And on her website, KimberlyBraun.com, are a lot of free resources for you through the Essence Tribe community. You can check out the twice-monthly meditation for world happiness and also check out some of those flagship uh, offerings, those classes that she has. That's all for you at KimberlyBraun.com. And of course, KarenHager.com is where you can find out what's going on in my world. Uh, there's, well, you can book a private session. There's classes, there's events. There's always something going on over there. That's at KarenHager.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world. And a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.